Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? Mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's Modern Mom Problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs, where we try to solve modern mom problems, or at least have fun talking about them. I'm your host, Tara Clark. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Today's topic is how to talk with your children about the news. I'm joined by Tracy Leeds Kaplan. Tracy Leeds Kaplan has a deep background in media and tech, having started her career at the public broadcasting powerhouse, WGBH, and then being a part of the early days of video streaming at CBS Interactive. She's worked with publishers and creators of all sizes at Twitter, TuneIn, and Patreon before starting her own company, Small But Mighty Media, and becoming a creator herself. She now divides her time between managing partnerships and operations for the independent podcast company, Tenderfoot TV, while running her own company and producing the 10 News Podcast. Tracy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited that you're here. You are the founder of Small But Mighty Media and the creator and executive producer of the wildly popular podcast, The 10 News. It is a podcast that covers news for kids. So obviously I did your bio, but Tracy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. So I, I like to refer to my career as being a, a little bit of a hodgepodge. So for anyone out there who thinks that they have to have you know their career in a single line, <laughs> I think I'm proof that uh, you can kind of reinvent yourself at, at different times. But I've always kind of been at this intersection of media and technology. When I started way back, kind of my first real jobs were at ABC News in DC, and then at GBH in Boston, really seeing kind of how media and news and tech all came together. Then I moved out to where I am now, which is San Francisco, came to the West Coast and was really deep into video partnerships, kind of thinking about, you know, how how do videos get all the way across the web and, and all of that. But in the background was always a podcast listener, huge love of public radio and, and NPR. And just as kind of my career grew, I got more and more interested in the audio space and, and the creation of podcasts. So kind of fast forward. I had moved on from my role at Patreon, and this was right before the pandemic hit. I was at home. I was kind of figuring out my next step, looking to do some consulting, and found myself kind of hiding listening to the news in my pocket. (laughs) I would pick the kids up from school and immediately turn the radio off when they got in the car because the things that were being covered were just too scary. I don't know who was who was programming the 3 p.m. block on KQED. But I would find that, you know, I really wanted to be listening and consuming the news and just certain things, you know, having President Trump's voice on, you know, things would, for my children at least, like really cause a lot of anxiety and they didn't understand what they were hearing. So, you know, started kind of thinking to myself like, wow, you know, 
my kids who have been longtime podcast listeners now also at the time were eight and 10. And there really wasn't anything in that that space for them. Like we love wow in the world and they had kind of aged out of it. And I was looking for something along with realizing that they weren't getting all this information that, that they wanted about what was happening around them. So all of that kind of melded together. And I had this, this idea, what if I created a new show for kids and when, you know, was very fortunate to have some deep connections in the podcast industry, you know, went around to people and asked, like, why isn't anyone else doing this? I can't be the first person to come up with this idea, you know, and looked and, and you know, kind of looked around for what was out there. And, and the response was, because it's really hard. And I don't know, maybe it was shelter in place <laughs> that did it to me. But I was kind of like, all right, well, I don't, shy away from hard things. I'm going to, I'm going to try this out and give it a go and got our group together. We piloted it for six weeks before a single episode was released just to see like, could we do this? Are we, are we filling the need of kids out there? Are we filling, you know, what, what parents need for having these conversations, tough conversations sometimes at home with their families. And Sure enough, we pulled it together. And in September of 2020, the 10 News podcast went out on all podcast feeds and and hit the air. That's awesome. Congratulations. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I have birthed a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It is my baby. I do. I do. You know, it, 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 keeps me up at night. It gives me a lot of anxiety and I love it. It's my child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a bit, And now it's like a toddler because right. it's several years old. Yes. We're in our third season now. So I, I have a, a toddler. <laughs> I love it. The show is absolutely fantastic. And I think it's so important because I have a 10-year-old son and he is aware of certain things in the world, but not everything, obviously. And I don't always know the right way to bring up certain topics, right? He does get some current events at school in as much as they they watch, I think it's called CNN 10 yep. on, mm-hmm. on their television in the morning. So he really enjoys that. They watch that during homeroom. And he also receives a magazine each week called The Week Junior. I don't oh, know it's a great familiar. magazine. Love loves them. it. Loves mm-hmm. it. Highly recommend that. And so he does, we do scratch the surface on current events. But your podcast is so great because we could listen to it in the car together and talk about it together. And so I love what you're doing and, and I think it's fantastic. But going back to the conversation of how do we broach these very sensitive topics sometimes with our children? For example, my son is not aware of school shootings. He knows that they do lockdowns. He does not know why because no one explains it, but he's been doing it since kindergarten and it breaks my heart. The first time that he told me that, I literally had tears in my eyes, but I had to pull it together because I didn't want him to understand it, you know, five, six years old, why I, I was so shaken up. And so topics that are very sensitive like that, where do we even begin Yeah, it's not easy. And I think the first thing is, you know, really giving yourself as the adult space to be emotional. You know, I think we get ourselves in in this mind space of like, we have to have all the answers, we have to get ourselves together. And it's okay to say, I don't know why this happens. 
but it is happening. And here's what I do know. That's even, even in the show, we're reporting on it, but we come from a place of like, we, we don't understand why someone chooses to do what they do, but here's what we understand about what happened in this particular situation. So giving yourself as, as the adult, the space to be emotional. You know, I think if we try to pretend like everything's okay, that sometimes sends the wrong message of, you know, then the kid has to pretend like everything's okay and maybe they're not okay. I saw a tweet a little while ago that was from a parent who had taken her child, her 11 year old to dinner and the restaurant was playing CNN. And she wasn't prepared for that. You know, she was going out for dinner. You know, she wasn't thinking like, oh, there's going to be, you know, TV screens in this restaurant. And it was playing images that she wasn't ready to have a conversation with her kid about. And so I think, you know, part of why also, you know, we exist as a show is for that space too, that you may think that your child is not hearing about these things because you're not talking about them, but kids today are so inundated with information in ways that we don't even realize. Part of the reason I did the show as well was realizing that my kids were getting news from YouTube political ads that they were seeing. It's interesting that you say that because my son had said something the other day and I was like, how do you know about, I don't even recall what it was, but I was like, how do you know about that? He's like, I saw it on YouTube. I was like, yee. Right, right. I mean, I I used to manage the CBS YouTube video partnership. So I've always been hyper aware about what they're watching. Did not occur to me to think about the ads that they were seeing. So, you know, they're, they're just getting bombarded in ways that we don't even realize. So to come back to your question, you know, it's first it's saying, you know, there's been some, some, you know, upsetting things that have upset me in the news. Cause again, you don't want to put on them like, you're supposed to be upset about this. Why aren't you upset? So, so, you know, really starting with like, Hey, you know, there's been some upsetting things in the news about a shooting that happened at the school. Or if you're not sure if they've even heard about that, say like, you know, something that happened at a school in Tennessee, I'm curious, have you heard about this? And then just see what comes out. And they may, you know, I I now, it's funny, I started the 10 news when I had an eight and a 10 year old. Now I have a teenager in my household, a 13 year old. (laughs) And so (laughs) I get a lot of like, it's fine, mom, it's fine. But, you know, I'll, I'll come back to it or I'll probe different times because it just may be that in that moment, my daughter doesn't want to have a conversation. But then, you know, if we're in the right setting, you know, sometimes at night when we're both kind of like, you know, having some downtime before bedtime, like that may be when she's ready to, to talk about something. So it's kind of planting those seeds and then just like listening. I, I love to talk. So I have to remind myself constantly just listen, because the things that your child may be concerned about may not even be on your radar. You know, we we kind of are in our heads of the things that, you know, we're worried about or that, that we think that they want to know. And they may not be worried about the same things. A, a great example is at the start of COVID, we had Dr. Fauci came on the show and we had him answer questions from kids. He was so wonderful. It was it was just one of my favorite episodes that we ever did. And one of the kids sent in a question, will I give COVID to my cat? Oh, that's something that my son would say because he was concerned about that too. Right, right. And like, you know, I, I will be honest, like me as an adult prepping for that, if I had written the questions, 
that wouldn't have been on there. And so really, you know, giving them the space to, to ask you questions rather than coming in and bombarding them with like, this is what happened and this is what's going on and you should feel this. Just, you know, sit back. This is what I have to remind myself all the time <laughs> and just listen. Lately, my skin has been so dry, like cracked, flaky dry and tight, so tight, especially on my face. I recently started using Codex Labs skincare products, including the Sia Hydrating Skin Superfood, the Nourishing Facial Oil, and the Unscented Soap. Since I have sensitive skin, their unique plant-based microbiome-friendly formula hydrated and smoothed my skin without making it feel heavy or irritating it. The nourishing facial oil was so light that it made my skin feel like silk. I absolutely love how it made my face feel so soft and fresh again. Head over to codexlabscore.com to learn more. My listeners receive a 20% off discount for using code MODERNMOM20. It's true. For us as a family, I like to have those kind of conversations in the car with my son when we're driving to practice or to a friend's house or something, because there's something very isolated about it. I was going to say isolating and isolated about it. You know, it's usually like he and I, he's in the backseat of the car and we could openly talk about things. Yesterday at school, the principal had to speak to his grade about their internet searches because she says people have recently been typing in inappropriate Google searches and she gets a notification for each IP address that is doing that. And so she needed to speak with the entire third and fourth grade and he's in fourth grade. I happened to be volunteering at lunch yesterday. So I witnessed it myself. It's not that he even came home and told me about it. I saw it happen because she did it in, in, at the cafeteria because she knew she had a captive audience. So he and I were talking about it yesterday in the car as we were driving to a practice. And he's like, no, mom, I, I really don't. Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll look up like clean cat memes. That's what he told me. He loves cats, by the way. And so that's why when you mentioned the, the conversation, uh, the question about COVID and cats, that was actually a very big concern for him because he loves cats. And so he said, mom, I only ever look up cats. He said, you know, if I wanted to look up about cats with laser guns, and I was like, no, 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 you can't do that at school. You can't use the G word. And and he was like, no, I would only look that up at home. And I was like, okay, phew, good. But my, what I thought about that in that moment as it was happening were two things. One, he doesn't know why I was so concerned about him even saying the word laser guns or guns at all in his Google search. And two, going back to the podcast, because the car is our special spot and I could throw the podcast on as we're driving, that's when we could have those really deep, meaningful, insightful conversations together. And so that's why I think it, it's so wonderful, the work that you do. But at that exact moment in time yesterday, as we were in the car, and he mentioned about cats with laser guns, and I thought, oh my goodness, no, he can't type that in at school because I'm going to get a call from, from the teacher. He actually doesn't know why that's such a concern because he and I haven't had that particular conversation yet. Right, right. And, you know, it would be interesting now that he's a little older, if you asked him more about the drills, because, you know, they, kids are so smart, you know, they put things together, they talk with their friends. I'd be curious now if he has a different you know, understanding of what those, what those drills are, but it means so much to me to hear you say that, that it helps you because 
that's that's our whole goal is trying to help kids, help families have these conversations. And if you're not ready to, you know, or feel like you don't have all the right terminology or approach, you know, you can put the podcast on and then use that as kind of your your entry point. I mean, we never we never pretend that in one episode a week we're going to be able to cover everything about a topic, but that's why we source everything. So you can go to the website and get the sources for all of our episodes. We put up all the transcripts, and that's really to help our listeners, parents, educators to be able to then take everything a step further. That this this can be their their real entry point, and we try to give as much context behind the headlines as we can, but then give you the tools and the resources to go a step further. Yeah, it's definitely a wonderful jumping off point, you know, for the conversations. You know, it's interesting. My husband often says, you know, when I was a kid, we would always sit at the dinner together and discuss current events. And now in busy families, many times, not everyone is eating dinner at the same time. I mean, we we try to eat dinner as a family as much as we can, but we're not often discussing current events at that point. It's usually just like what happened in the day and like, you know, was there something that made you smile? Was there something that made you laugh? That sort of thing. But do you find that other families are also sort of experiencing that, that not everyone's able to sit down together and discuss current events during dinner like we used to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I feel like we're all so overscheduled, at least in my family. <laughs> I was just looking at the calendar this morning and thinking like, oh, wow, like it's, it's just Tuesday. How are we going to get through the week between soccer and other school commitments, school plays, things like that. So homework. So we we do as a family make a point to sit down together. But I find that my my kids, at least at that point, they they're just done. Like <laughs> they need mm-hmm. they need kind of some some chill time. My husband and I laugh because we just talk to each other because the kids will sit down with a book. <laughs> yeah, you know what? My son does the same thing. My husband and I will have a conversation my son at that point, he like you said, he's had enough of the day. He just right. wants to have a little bit of quiet time. And so he usually sits down with a history book. There's a, a, a series of books called Horrible Histories. Oh, I love those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big, big fans. And so he loves that. So he'll often just grab one of those and, and sit and read a history book during dinner. And so my husband and I have our, our grown-up conversations yes. at that point. Not grown-up, you know, just regular conversations. Right, right, right. But it's interesting that you say that your kids also are sort of like spent by the time they hit dinner time. It's a lot after, you know, going to like a practice and maybe then doing homework and you're at school all day and you're like on all day. And so you just need a little bit of quiet time. And sometimes I think dinner can provide that. Obviously, every family's dynamic is different, but it's interesting, Tracy, that you said the same thing because that's what happens in our house. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, like you, do a lot of our conversations in the car. I think there's something... There's something also a little bit, I feel like safe for your, for kids where they're in the back seat and a little bit removed rather than, you know, you kind of like staring at them waiting, waiting for the answer. How do you feel about this with like your intense look? You know, I think, I think just the little bit of the separation in the back seat, because that's, that's certainly when, when we found that we've had our, best conversations. We also live in a city, so we do a lot of walking and a lot of public transportation. So, you know, when we're kind of walking somewhere, that's when we'll have 
these conversations. But yeah, I, I, I would love to have them at night at the dinner table, but it's turned into just me and my husband catching up about our day. And we <laughs> yes. work together in the same house. We don't work together, but we're, we, we are physically both working from home. So we don't have much to talk about. That sounds very similar. I have to tell you. That actually makes me laugh. It really does. I often say to my husband about going back to the car conversations that if there's ever a time that you'd need to sort of have like a serious conversation with our son, the car is the time to do it. And I think, you know, whether it's like, not that I'm saying reprimanding him, but if you do need to speak with him about something and you need a little bit of that distance, there's just something very like sacred about having the conversations in the car. And I think you're right. I think it's the, the distance between, you know, they're in the back, they could look out the window, we're not intensely staring at each other. It's not awkward. I find that our conversations, even if they are serious conversations, come across much more casually Mm -hmm. when they're in the car. Yeah. The only problem now is my teen who is taller than me. For for the listeners, I'm 5'2", and she passed me last year. Nothing prepares you for that moment, but she did. So she's now 5'4". I don't know what's happening. And she sits in the front seat. And I kind of some days want to be like, could you go back there so we could have this conversation? I totally understand. My son's always like, I want to sit in the front, mommy. And I'm like, no, not yet. You're too little. Some of my friends sit in the front. I'm like, nope, not yet. In a few years, he will. And that's fine. And then maybe the dynamic of our conversations will change. I'm sure the dynamic of our conversations will change then too. Um, but I think it's important to be able to have these open conversations and, and sometimes like vulnerable conversations, you know, when if if they're, let's say, down on themselves after a practice, you know, maybe they're being harsh, you know, in, in, harsh inner critic, you know, after a practice or maybe they're, they didn't have a great day at school or something like that. Like, I think it's really special to be able to, to be vulnerable with each other. This episode is brought to you by Modern Mom Style Box. Upgrade your wardrobe and enjoy unlimited styles for just $60 a month. Modern Mom Style Box is the first rental clothing subscription designed exclusively for moms and moms-to-be. Get started today with a free trial. Use promo code PTO. Yeah, and I think, you know, some great advice. So when when there are tough situations that happen in the world. As a team at the 10 News, we really look to the experts who support us with the show and have them come on. And a great expert who just joined us to talk about gun violence is Abby Greger. She's a longtime school counselor in the Berkeley school system out here in California. And one of the things that she talked about was really that that everyone processes trauma differently too. So, you know, that's why earlier when I was saying like, be careful not to say like, I feel, you know, you should feel like this because that's how I feel. You know, your, your child may deal with something differently. So let's say they have a a bullying situation going on, you know, they may be withdrawing or they may be like, you know, acting out of control. Like, you know, there's no one way to respond to things. And I think also too, with the news, thinking about that, they may really be internalizing even the conversations, you know, I joke about, you know, that we're reading, you know, the kids reading at dinner, but every now and then my husband and I will be deep in a conversation about something. And one of them will pop up 
and provide their commentary on what we've just been discussing, you know, or, or even we were on a road trip and my daughter had her earbuds in because she wanted to listen to Taylor Swift. And so we were just chatting away and then she pops in and we're like, wait, you're listening to us. So I think, you know, just keeping in mind that they, they kind of are always listening. Sorry. That was a lot of, that was like multiple thoughts pulled together there. If you need me to like no, it's perfect. You and I live parallel lives because my son always makes a joke about that. He's always like, Mom, I'm still listening. Even though I'm reading and we're right. eating, I still hear every word you say. So it's just really funny that you, that yeah. you said the same thing. Yeah. And that actually has become a core tenant of how we do the show. So even if you listen to the gun violence episode that we just did, like we started out with terms and terminology. You know, we did this for Ukraine as well when the Russians first invaded. Like, what is NATO? Why is it now Kiev instead of Kiev? So, just things like that, where it's like, okay, let's assume every child is eavesdropping on their parents. <laughs> what what are the terms that are being used so that they feel empowered to at least start and and ask a question? Because no one wants to ask a question. If they feel like they don't, they don't know enough to, you know, they're going to be embarrassed by what comes out, you know, or they're going to ask something the wrong way. So let's empower kids with the, with the terms so that then they can ask their question. Yeah, that that's brilliant. I hadn't considered it like that, but you're right. That, that is, it's so important because I mean, even as an adult woman, I think it's important for us to, to get the, the, you know, right terminology, depending on what the topic is. I think that that's so important. So, so thank you for, for that. And, you know, it's interesting. We live in a household where we don't keep the news on. We have some friends who will have 24 hour news on 24 hours a day. And that's just simply, we've never been like that. We've just, you know, I get my news from my phone, from the internet. I don't, you know, email rollups. I always get like, I feel like I get like a thousand different like email news rollups every day right, hitting right. my inbox. So that's where I get my news. And obviously my son doesn't see any of that. And so he is sort of isolated from it. And and we do that intentionally. But not every family does that, right? Everyone does their own thing and that's absolutely fine. But what do you say to when your child goes to someone else's house maybe and there is 24-hour news on 24 hours and they are then exposed to things that you otherwise may not have exposed them to. Yeah, it's interesting because we we are not, you know, a 24-7, even though I do the show, like I I don't have, mostly for my own mental health. I mean, you, you, everyone needs to take a break. It's a lot you need to, to energize and, and reset yourself. So I'm very purposeful in not having it on all the time. But what I say, you know, to, to my own kids, other houses have different rules different philosophies. I think it's the same thing. I, I think for a while there, we were known as the fruit roll-up houses because we had, you know, one of those Costco boxes of fruit roll-ups. <laughs> you know, I think there were some families that didn't love that, that their children came to my house and gorged themselves on fruit roll-ups, but so be it. But I, you know, I think, you know, certainly in this case, the news is a little bit <laughs> more, can be more traumatic than a fruit roll-up. So, you know, we will just say, you know, hey, like, I know that they have their TV on. It's hard not to look at a TV when it's on. You know, you definitely get get sucked in. Please feel free to talk to me about anything that you're seeing. And so that's that's my advice is just again, if you're having these conversations, if you are, you know, being there for your child, then when they see something, they're going to come to you. 
because it's not like a first time. It's not a first conversation. You're, you're regularly making this part of your family language. And I think that's really key. Again, coming back to the example of the woman who went to the restaurant, like, you know, this for my family, this is part of our language that things happen. Tough conversations need to happen. The world isn't as much as I would love it to be for my children. You know, the world isn't all sunshine and roses. And so we regularly talk about these things so that when it does come up, they know that they can bring it to us. Or I'm very fortunate my kids are in an amazing school. They can also bring it to their teachers. Tracy, I absolutely love all of your work on the podcast and everything that you do. Can you please tell everyone where we can find you and where we could hear more about it? Of course. So it is the 10 News Podcast, spelt out T-E-N, not the number. And we're available on all podcast platforms. And you can follow us on Instagram at the 10 News or go to our website, which is www. T-N-N-E-W-S.com. And we're always looking for kids and families who want to be involved in the show. So if you go to our website, you can submit a question, you can submit your thoughts about something or a cool fun fact. We love those. And we'd love to have a few on the show. That's amazing. My son has tons of fun facts because, as I mentioned, he loves the Horrible Histories book series. So he's constantly saying, like, did you know that this happened in 1066? And did you? Well, yeah, that's a pretty big year. But, like, <laughs> did you know that this happened during, like, the the Tudors and the Stuarts? And, I mean, he'll just give you fun facts until you can't handle any more fun facts. So, All right. He's a future tenor. We got to get him on. <laughs> Excellent. He would love that. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. This is great. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.